gonna go deep. And I mean deep. And I mean touchdowns! Live from the Horizon Event Center studio, it's time to go deep with your host, Tariq, only on 1350 ESPN. Welcome to Go Deep. I'm your host, Tariq. Joined here with my producer, Frenchie. How you doing, sir? Not too bad. It's been an uh, interesting week so far, but uh, lots of sports news we got to talk about today. Lots to talk about, a lot going on. Uh, Frenchie doesn't have the crutch of our engineer, Dustin, anymore, or at least not today. So uh, we'll uh, put him to the test and see if he's going to live up to that producer of the year title I'm trying to push him to. Uh, joining us today, we have former Drake Bulldog, Leonard Houston. We're going to talk a little NBA, the Harden trade, of course. <laughs> Uh, college basketball, and I think last time we had him on, a little hostility between him and Drake University. So I want to see if there's some real beef there. Uh, returns with comedian Dante Powell. D3 and 3 with our homie Frenchie here returns. And the Bank on It segment. We'll see how Frenchie did redoing that uh, opening and see if Tavian Banks like it as he picks uh, his favorite picks of the week. Of course, we'll open up the phone lines to you at the bottom of each hour around 45 or 50. Uh, we'll most definitely discuss this hardened trade throughout the show. Uh, winners, losers, and will this actually work? Um, little, bra- little brother Drake is still 13-0. Frenchie, they didn't have any games uh, this past weekend. It was supposed to be their biggest test of the year, and they're not going to have any games uh, for the next week, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah, it's uh, tough when you're uh, playing during the COVID era right now, having games canceled. And it actually affected Waukee as well because uh, with Coach Darren DeVries, his son, playing for Waukee. He had to sit out uh, Friday and Saturday last week, including a game against number three Johnston, where Waukee lost by just one point uh, and uh, picked up their first loss of the season. But I did see he bounced back with a good game when he came back. Oh, man. 22 points, <laughs> nine boards. He he uh, pretty much demolished. He almost outscored Urbandale by himself. Yeah, and we did reach out to Coach DeVries from uh, Drake University. He wasn't able to join us, so we'll ask Leonard Houston if this is an advantage or a disadvantage for the Drake men uh, having that momentum and then having it shut down by COVID. And I think a lot of this is due to other teams as well uh, with UNI and Southern Illinois and Loyola. Uh, so we'll talk to uh, Leonard about that. Uh, my Eagles fired Doug Peterson. Yes, it was time. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, let's not forget, Doug did not call the Philly special. Big Slick Nick for radio called that play. He looked Doug in the eye and said, Philly, Philly. Doug and said, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, Doug didn't call plays in KC when he worked with Andy Reid. He didn't call plays in Philly as a coordinator, and he shouldn't have been calling plays this season. And like I said, sorry, not sorry. I, I do love Doug. He did bring us a championship three years ago, but and it's it's a what have you done for me lately league. And I'm sorry, but he lost the locker room on that last game, and that's all it takes to, for us to have a bad four years real quick, uh, sort of like our coach from Oregon, who maybe will bring up his name later, but I don't really want to talk about him right now. But Too many bad memories? Too many bad memories, man. I was almost as bad as Terrell Owens, and I don't want Doug's reputation in football always be remembered as a hero that statue will always be there um something that carson wentz will forever have to walk in and see nick Foles and doug peterson standing in front of the building calling a play that he wasn't involved in well, well uh, but, forever in quotations we'll see how much longer wentz is with the eagles yeah you know and i i you know we'll discuss that a little bit too but um i gotta say deuces to peterson you know re- respect to him always be a hero but the cleaning of the house is not complete in my opinion Jim howie roseman needs to go he's best friends with owner jeff Lorry, but he has failed at the draft with contracts, personnel repeatedly. He's supposed to be this numbers guy, yet we're stuck in this Wentz contract where we never looked at what if Wentz didn't work when we wrote this contract. And that's a Howie problem, not a Doug Peterson problem. And I think that was a big part of the friction with Doug getting fired. Their vision wasn't the same. Howie was the problem between Jeff Lurie and Doug. And it's always been that way with Howie. 
Yeah, uh, it, so I think it's time to get rid of him. It's really interesting that when the uh, Carson Wentz contract was signed a couple years ago, everyone's like, well, what if his health, health breaks down? And they're looking to get rid of him, not because of his health, but because of his performance, which three years ago, you would not have thought that when he was competing for MVP trophies. And that's a GM issue. If you're the money guy, you're the one who's supposed to be this contract genius. You can't have me stuck in this cap issue where people are looking now at the Eagles as the worst job available right now in football. And I do not believe that. I mean, name another team who's available right now, who's won a Super Bowl in the past decade. I wait. The uh, uh, you know, Jaguars, Jets, um, the Bears didn't come. We'll talk about that, but you know, we're not going to put them in that conversation because they kept their coach. But there's so many teams out there. San Diego Chargers. Um, you know, LA Chargers. Oh, LA Chargers, excuse me. The Falcons. There's so many teams out there. Houston Texans. Name one that it, it even looked like they may have been headed to the to the Super Bowl in the past decade. I mean, Houston looked like they were going to make a run Houston at some did, point. But bad coaching kept them out of it. Yeah. Bill O'Brien, you know, it didn't matter who it was. It kept them out of it. I think the main reason the Eagles are kind of at the bottom of that list, though, is because if you look at a lot of other of these teams, they've already got at least a base in place to build around. Like, L.A. is a perfect example. They got Austin Eckler, Jefferson. It's at a great back. job. I think it's the yeah. best job available in the league yeah. right now. You get a coach, Justin Herbert, and then you've also got Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, a wide receiver, plus an early pick coming in this draft as well. And and a, a hungry defense. You know their their team was better than they looked this year, and I, I think uh, Herbert, you know, is the the steal of the draft this past year. Um, we knew about Burrow. We we thought we knew about Herbert, but he exceeded all expectations. Yeah, he all was, Vegas lines, everything. He was supposed to be the best yeah, of yep. this group. The and, three out of the three, you and know, he he's looks third. like he might be the best of the three. Like Herbert, or Burrow played great, and the injury Her- hurt him, but yeah. Herbert did a lot with less, you know, and and still looked strong. He could be he could be a Mahomes with the right offensive coordinator. Yeah, uh, but the pressure is fix this ship quick when it comes to the Eagles. Uh, I don't know how we go from a Super Bowl team to possibly the vacancy, as I mentioned, in a three years time. So uh, you talk about parity in the NFL. One thing that college football doesn't have, you know, you always have that dominant team or dominant three teams in college football where NFL, there's that parity where in two years, the team that was in the Super Bowl two years ago may not even make the playoffs. Um, So I'm ready for Jeff Lurie. I'm ready to continue to clean house. I thought it was time for Doug Peterson to go, but I definitely know it's time for Howie to go as well. Uh, Speaking of who should be fired, what does Jim Harbaugh have over the Michigan effort? Uh, is he having relations somewhere in that administration? Another contract extension. And I'm not sure how, you know, it's, it's a, it's a how to of how to lose your job and it's not working for him. Yeah. So I always talk about, you know, what uh, there's so many fans calling for Kirk Ferris to be fired over the years for the hockey, but he is talent. You know, not a great recruiter, but he's a great developer. He wins bowl games. He gets you. Into- uh, he, he, he wins bowl games, but not the bowl games he's supposed to be in. Oh, no, he but, hasn't been in the playoffs. He hasn't been, you know, even that New York Six, maybe twice. And I don't think he has. And I need to double check that. But he hasn't done what Big Blue House is supposed to be doing. Well, that, that's I'm talking about Ference. Like what oh, Ference yeah. does to keep his job that Harbaugh has not done. He does not develop talent well. Players come in and I don't remember their, the last time, like, oh, this is a can't-miss prospect from Michigan. Uh, Brandon Graham, when Harbaugh first got there, I mean, there was... There is players. He's just been there so long that it, it comes out at the beginning of the season, you know, August, September. Oh, this recruiting class for Michigan puts them in the top 10. And then they're getting spanked by yeah. Wisconsin. They're 2-2 two two at best. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I don't know if he has a video of the AD into some kinks or what, but uh, he keeps getting these contract extensions. This one is now through 2020, 2025, uh, guaranteeing him at least $4 million in his first year. 
I, and I am selfishly saying this because for the Wolverine's sake and for Harbaugh's sake, Jim needs to get fired and hightail it back to the NFL ASAP. I, I loved him when he was with the San Francisco 49ers. I thought he should have went to Miami Dolphins right after that. I think there's a great home for him in the NFL this year, next year, even next year. You know, you look at Bears will probably open up next year. Vikings might even open up next year. There's going to be a few other positions, a few other jobs that might keep him close to Michigan that he can excel in. But this whole years in Michigan and trying to make it work in the Big Ten, he hasn't beat Ohio State yet. Yeah. If he were to leave, the Detroit Lions are open right now. Yes. He 100%. could stay in Michigan, in his homeland where he is a hero. Well, maybe less of a hero now, but... But still, you got a draft pick. Stafford, you have options on trading him, getting some more draft picks, getting some young talent in. Uh, and in that area, you, you're already familiar with ownership and the upper offices. You talk to them a lot about your Michigan players. Um, that would be an ideal home for him. And, you know, and I know he just signed this contract, but the Lions can buy him out. Ann Arbor will be okay. They'll be happy, um, you know, because... I don't think anyone in our Ann Arbor, besides whoever videotape Harbaugh is holding, is happy about this extension. You know, I've talked to a lot of Michigan friends, and they're scratching their head just like I am. I'm I'm speaking as a fan of another Big Ten team, as a Hawkeye fan. Jim Harbaugh can stay there forever, for all I care, because I can't stand Michigan. Yeah, it, but I it brings me back to we talked about the Detroit Lions. Jim Caldwell, three seasons. You know, my buddy Danger working over at the at uh, at the Ops. He's a big Lions fan, and even he couldn't understand why they got rid of Caldwell in three seasons after three winning seasons, a playoff season, now rotating his own players in there. But then you look at, look at a guy like Harbaugh, and what is this, year seven with another four? Something like that, because he was, I think, his, yeah, this will be year seven, because I think he left after like 2014, 2015. Yeah, he hightailed it after uh, San Francisco, after him and the GM got into it. He was on his way, which looked like a great move at the time. It was his alma mater. Um, you know, it was a big hire. But Michigan has since fell off. You know, if Michigan did open their coaching vacancy this year, they might have NFL coaches looking at that. You know, Lincoln Riley might think, oh, you know, you pay me more and bring me to the Big Ten where, you know, a little less competition, but still a chance to make that playoff. Yeah, but then you still have to beat Ohio State, who is the best team in the Big Ten every year. But when you're a Lincoln Riley or a Campbell, don't you want that 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 problem? You know, you want to prove that, oh, I'm, I'm five in the rankings. Watch me go out here and handle... Justin Fields in Ohio State and see where you put me after that. You know, it's, it's that that thing you want, but I don't think Harbaugh wants that problem right now. He's the only coach I can think of who doesn't want that problem right now. I think one of the things when you look at trying to transition to the college level, and especially as a program like Michigan where, you know, they're they're a storied franchise, quote franchise, but There's storied program. Storied program, yep, yeah. that needs to get back to winning, you know? Yeah. But they their, their fans expect stuff right now, but... You look at most college coaches, it's going to be two, three years. Oh, you got to get your recruiting class exactly. in there. and But it's, I mean, it's my team and I want it now. It's, you know, it's yeah. it's what have you done for me lately, just like we talked with, with the Eagles. And Harbaugh has proven year after year that he can't bring you back to that big four, that winning season like you want. Uh, so what else do you need to see for him to know that he ain't the guy because he ain't the guy, you know? Um, as I mentioned, still to come, we do have Leonard uh, Houston coming up, joining up, joining us after break, after we take a break here in a minute. Uh, 13 years since that magical season in 2008 that took them to the big dance. And now we're at 13-0 and with the Drake Bulldogs. We'll see if that's an advantage having this week and a half off. If they, you know, I, w- I would love to talk to Coach wondering if the players got sent home because it's holiday break right now or um, how that works out. And then uh, I want to I want to touch into that beef with his former alma with his alma mater. You know he he got a little hostile every time we brought up Drake last time. So 
Uh, we want to see what Leonard Houston is. It a problem with the coach? Is it a problem with the AD back then? Is it a problem with the university in general, the city of Des Moines? Uh, what what agitates Leonard so much about saying the name Drake University? Uh, so we'll definitely figure that out. Um, Frenchy, we, or, uh, Frenchy, we need to take a break or? Yeah, we're getting close to the end of the first segment. All right, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. I uh, also got my buddy Adam Brown calling in from San Francisco. He's at the only Browns fan left living in California, I believe. Real excited about this weekend against uh, Fritzy, or Frenchy's uh, Chiefs. And so we'll let Frenchy talk a little talk a little trash to him. Uh, but we also want to talk about Joe Burrow. Uh, Adam is best friends with Dan Burrow and Jamie Burrow, Joe's older brother. So he had a chance to go check him out at LSU and watch that historical run last year. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Learn Houston after break. This is Go Deep. I'm your host, Tyreek. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Go Deep with your host, Tyreek, live from the Horizon Event Center Studios. Less than 24 hours after saying that he just didn't think Houston Rockets had what it take had what it took to uh, make it to that next level, the playoffs, whatever it was. James Harden was involved in a four trade, four team trade that sent him to the Brooklyn Nets, and it left me wondering who was the winner of this trade. You know, personally, I think Levert going to the Pacers makes sure the Pacers still make the playoffs this year without Oladipo and with a healthy a healthy player who's probably going to play majority of the season. Uh, but now you have Kyrie, Harden, and KD all in Brooklyn. And, you know, who knows where Kyrie's going to end up, if he's going to be traded, if he's going to come in, open arms, and be ready to play. Uh, but we're joined here with former Drake University star Leonard Houston. Uh, Leonard, yep. who is the best player on the Brooklyn Nets right now? Who takes that final shot at the buzzer? <laughs> um, I'm going to have to go with KD. It's got to be KD, go right? It's got to be KD. I mean, he's, he's the tile. I mean, he can score from virtually any position. Um, you know, I, I'm i a Kyrie fan. Okay. I love Kyrie, but like you said, I mean, who knows where he is right now. Is is Kyrie misunderstood? Uh, or, or, or is this just him bringing no, the, this on himself? I mean, he's got, <laughs> he's got a lot of drama right now. I'm talking earth is flat. I'm talking just work. You know, you got no call, no show at any other job. What happened? He's, he's an emotional guy. I, you know, I look at it like kind of like what uh, Stephen A. said. You know, you have to be able to walk and choose them at the same time. If you want to do, you know, community outreach stuff, I mean, that's great. But then again, you know, you don't want to hold your team hostage when you have work to do. So, no, I mean, I, how, I, how, does, how does KD feel? I mean, I think as Steve Nash, you got you to penalize Kyrie somehow, some way. And you have as, to. You as have Steve to Nash it. playing with, you know, coaching these stars, I think I would go to KD first saying, hey, I got to hit your boy with something. What do you think is fair where other players know they can't do this, where you know that there's going to be a penalty if you do this, uh, but for also Kyrie to know that we got his back, but homie, you're hurting right. the team. You know, what, what What needs to happen right now? I would, you know, I, I know everyone's anticipating what Kyrie has to say. I think it's going to be interesting what he has to say when he comes back. I would obviously you know, not pay him for the games that he's missed. Uh, maybe hit him with a with another fine. A suspension? Um, you know, a game suspension? If, if you want to, you know, donate the money to one of his causes, I, I, I think, you know, to sort of his back, I would say, okay, we're not going to pay you for the games you missed, but we are going to hear you out and maybe, you know, a, a cause that you have in the community. Because I, I hear that he's been working in the community with some, 
Yeah, but you, you call your boss and say, boss, I'm, I'm doing some charity today. I don't think Steve Nash is going to say, man, you can't miss any practices this season. No, you, you know, it's, you, you it's bigger to, than that. You have to show up. You have to show up. And now, then, then PR-wise, you're caught in time. pictures without masks now. You know, now it takes another level on your team. Your team's got to take these questions in the media days now. Absolutely. You know, he's, uh, man, I, I, from a basketball perspective, I love Kyrie. I love Kyrie from a basketball perspective. From a pro- professional perspective, obviously, yeah, he's got to, and so, but, uh, you know, you being uh, a star player on a team of stars, you know, remind you, Frenchie, last week before he knew you were coming on, said you were the third best player on that 2008 <laughs> Drake team. Uh, so yeah, as, as a player who wants the ball every time down the court, yeah. how are you feeling if you're Harden, Kyrie, or yourself? If I said Adam's taking that final shot, if I told you that in practice, if I said to Harden and Kyrie day one, we're at the buzzer, we need one more shot. KD is I mean, taking I, that I, shot. I, 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 I'll say this. And, you know, whether it's towards, you know, you know, he, he could be good at a lot of things, but he's a master of nothing. So when it comes to basketball, a lot of people don't know what they're talking about. Adam never hit a, a three-point basket ever in his life, <laughs> not even in high school. So so when it comes down to hitting the last shot, I mean, you know, that's... It, yeah, but how, that's, is, how, is Harden, how is Harden feeling? Because, you know, uh, a part of me says, hey, you know who's hitting that last shot? Whoever the hell is open. You know, let's run a play. You know, you I know, know I got three and, and, and guys his, who can his, hit this his, shot, but his, realistically, it's KD. The, the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, it's a blockbuster team. I'm not even, you know, I'm not even going to, it's a blockbuster team. Anyone can hit that shot. And I, and I think any team, if you go down the, down the list, any team in the NBA, they know uh, those three guys, it's going to be hard to go. Because you, you got you got each one of those players are, are, are potential double team guys. You got a double team Harden every time he gets the ball. You got a double team KD when he gets the ball. You got a double team Kyrie when he gets the ball. That's going to be an offensively standpoint. That's a blockbuster team. I agree. Now you know I'm a I've been a I've been a um, uh, a DeAndre Jordan fan. I'm, I'm hoping that you know he's probably going to be the X factor. Bro, he, he pick up the is he, come on now. You know, <laughs> I, I'm a DeAndre fan too, but he is not yeah. going to be that centerpiece that they need. They they got a better center on the team. They had a better center on the they team. They had a, they had a better center on the team, and, and they sacrificed that for your boy James. You know the the, the strippers yeah. the, the strippers in New York are having a celebration right now. Them them hun them C knows about to come their way, <laughs> and they, and they know it. But is 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 this big three? I know they're now the best team in the East, and it, it pains me saying that because I still feel like my Sixers can beat them with Doc's defense. Uh, but Look, is this big three going to win a championship before Kyrie checks out? It's, it's tough to beat the Lakers. I mean, because because you got AD, you got LeBron. I'm, I know LeBron is getting a little older, um, but I mean they're definitely big three. You got what six, seven, ten All Star uh, guys on that team. You know, ten year All Star guys on that team. Uh, three of the top three or three of the top ten players in the league in the world. Three of the top ten players in the league. I mean, come on. I mean, I mean, a lot, a lot, a lot of people throwing jabs this, that, and the third at Harden, but you know, you you still have to realize for the last five years he's averaged thirty points a game in the NBA. The scoring champ, first time ever a scoring <laughs> champ, just left you know left his team and headed to play with two other superstars. One of them is a four time scoring champ. Yeah, you know. So yeah. and, and, and if you say who won, if the winner of the trade, I think it's, I think it's Harden. I mean, he's he's obviously yes, I got a lot of hype. He's gonna have to step up. He's gonna have to play. But, but he won it no, out, but, and he got a chance, and now he has a chance to win. Now he no longer, okay. no matter where he goes after this team, he no longer no longer can say he didn't have an opportunity to win a championship, even though Houston is, laid out true. everything for him. 
This is true. This is true. And if I was those guys, I'd be calling Kyrie like, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> Get back. You know. <laughs> In my opinion, I think the most underrated winner of this entire trade is Joe Harris. He just signed that big contract. He's, you know, a spacer who can play a little bit of defense. Where did he go? Mm-hmm. He's he's the guy that's going to be getting the open shots oh, in yeah, yeah. Brooklyn. Yep. This is a guy that has shot over for, from three-point range the last three years. And now yep. for the next three and a half seasons where he's under contract, he's going to be feasting on open looks, playing alongside three of the top ten players. Feasting, and I say the pressure is now on on those support players because now it's like you're going to get the ball maybe three times this game on clutch moments. You better hit yeah. those. If 43% ain't nothing if you miss that one at the buzzer. Exactly, exactly. You know. I think, you know, the, the, the efficiency is going gonna to be high. You know, it's, uh, at least I think so. So, you know. so Drake, unfortunately, had their last several games canceled and the next game canceled due to COVID. Um, you know, they were 13-0. and 0. They were supposed to have their biggest test last weekend and then you and I coming up, which is also canceled. Uh, does this yeah. week off help them or hurt them with momentum uh you know you're 13 you're undefeated but you also get a break a lot of this COVID isn't your fault so you might be having some mental issues with that uh but does this help them or hurt them uh you know i I, for one would think it would help uh given that depending on what they're doing with their time um i would be watching a lot of film you know you, you you've you've had 13 games that you won um without focusing too much on the conference games um, it gives them a lot of time. They can get in. They can focus on the film. They can scout um, each one of those teams. Um, I mean, the rubber does meet the road right here. To, to, uh, uh, Drake basketball team. The rubber meets the road as far as playing Yo- Loyola. Um, yeah, yep. They're, I mean, they're going to have to make up that game. And if, if they don't, there's going to be that talk of, uh, do we put them in top 25? They didn't play their toughest games of the season. You know, but Yeah, but... We'll, yeah, we'll see how it comes back together. And, and we got to get out of here in about you know 90 seconds. But last time we talked, and I, I, I hate to rush you through this, uh, <laughs> last time we talked, there was a little hostility when you mentioned uh, University. What happened? Why the hostility? Is it with old coaches, the team, the you know the AD, the school in general? And can this be fixed? I, 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 I'll, I'll tell you this. Energy between, since I graduated high school, they didn't like me since I graduated high school. And a lot of players on that team can tell you that. I, I wasn't supposed to, I was actually supposed to transfer my sophomore year. Tom Davis recruited me, but Tom Davis, he didn't, he didn't like me. That's why I didn't play the first three years. Yeah. You no, know, I was, I, played I played a totally different, I played a totally different game. He was a fundamental guy. I was an athletic, running gun type of player. The only reason I ended up being successful was because the son took over and allowed me to showcase my talent. But Before that, fast forward Tom past- Davis past 2008 you know you guys had a memorable year i know there were some issues with the draft and they didn't kind of educate the teammates or team on how that process goes down but we're 13 years past that what hostility did they call you in 2018 to celebrate that that great run have you ever had opportunities to talk with the team meet with the coaches be a part of the university no you know the the, the entire staff changed so so you know, I can't. You can't blame the, the current administration. You can't blame anyone for for, for anything. No. But my my thing is, I was a basketball player. I didn't come here for academics. Hey, most most, I, af- I most, like I most athletes don't. Uh, so that? I said most athletes don't. They come to play. They come to make it to that next level. They come to Absolutely. get coached. Uh, but Absolutely. like you said, that old old administration is gone. Can this be fixed now with you and Drake? Can can it get to a point where Coach DeVries is calling you in to talk to after their 18-0 and telling them about what this now tournament run is like and 
uh, don't don't let up because you can be upset. That type of thing. Are, are you open to that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, all right. Absolutely. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna see what I'm gonna do. I'm a matchmaker in these type of worlds, man. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna talk to uh, the other side and see if we can come to a amicable. Because I I, you know, I know you didn't get a Jethro sandwich, but I think you need, need to be part of this <laughs> team still, man. Absolutely. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Leonard Houston, former Drake uh, University star, the third best player on that team, according to Frenchie. Uh, I appreciate it. We'll check back in with you in a couple weeks to talk more basketball. Absolutely. Hey, and make sure y'all come to the concert tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, Horizon, Horizon Event Center, right? Horizon Event Center. Doors open at 6. Known as Papers. We'll appreciate you, man. I'll see you uh, Friday night. Hey, my man, appreciate you. Yep. The last Browns fan on the West Coast and one of my homies, Adam Brown, on deck coming up right after this break. Welcome back to Go Deep. I'm your host, Tyreek. <laughs> that was Leonard Houston, former Drake basketball player from the great 2008 Drake Bulldogs run. Uh, see his hostility towards Drake. I think it's just a, a not even miscommunication, no communication for the past 13 years. Uh, so I think we can kind of settle that beef for him. But it, it's still still something there. And I, we might need to dig deeper on the Drake end to figure out where that hostility started uh, between Leonard and the university. But, you know, 13 years later, and now we have a 13-0 Drake Bulldogs Bulldog basketball team. I think Leonard needs to be a part of this process for that team. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, the very last Browns fan on the West Coast and one of my homies, Adam Brown, is joining us. 7.30 in San Francisco. Adam, uh, you think Robert Salah is up packing right now? Uh, I, yeah. I I think it sounds like... <laughs> what's, um, what's, what's the best I was landing spot for him? Fan, I'd, I'd want an OC, though. Uh, yeah, you know, if, if he comes to the Eagles... I already got a plan. We put Deuce Daly as offensive coordinator. Then we get a passing game coordinator to come in, whether it's Cap, um, and let our defense shine, our offense run the ball, and pass when we need to. And then we have an option to either keep Wentz and let him control the offense or let Hurts grow with the offense and the offense coordinator. Uh, but I think, uh, as a lot of people are trying to tell me, there's a lot sexier jobs out there than the Philadelphia Eagles without Cap problems. Uh, where do you think Salah ends up? I... Could be could be the head coach, or could he stay as a DC? I mean, I know you wanted to stay in San Francisco. He was an Eagles fan. He he was an Eagles fan. No, you was an Eagles fan. Like, who would you want? You're you're. You know, I want, I want, just, I want like, watching paint dry. I know, and that's why I think Eric Bieniemy. It seems like no other team in the world wants Eric Bieniemy from Kansas City, their offense coordinator. But I love that Andy Reid lineage. I love what he's done. Uh, whether it's with Hertz or uh, Wentz, I think Eric Eric enemy. But I think the problem in Philadelphia right now is Howie Roseman. You know, sorry not sorry. It might have been time for Doug Peterson to go because he lost the locker room on that last game, and that's all it takes for us to have four bad seasons. Uh, but Howie Roseman is the problem. He's best friends with Jeff Lurie, the owner. Uh, but he needs to go before we can start rebuilding and getting back to that championship form. In my opinion, is is Joe Brady still on the table? I would want him for yes, Joe for Brady. Hurt. Joe Brady did uh he did accept the interview. I'm not sure if it happened already with the Eagles. He's gonna get a lot of opportunities as well. Um, and we'll talk a little Joe and we'll talk a little Joe uh, Joey Burrow as well. But I, I have an issue right now because I don't know who he's having relationships with or relations with at the University of Michigan. But your boy Jim Harbaugh just got another four year. How did he get another extension at Michigan? He's done everything he can to just get himself fired from. And for some reason, he has some kind of kink tape on the athletic director that they gave him another four years with four million guaranteed in this first year. Um, you know, 
what is going on? Because I, I think for both of their sakes, they need to part ways. I, I loved Jim in the NFL. I loved him with the 49ers. I thought he should w- went to the Dolphins instead of Michigan. Michigan was a great opportunity for him, but it hasn't worked out. And I, I don't think college will for him. He's a great motivator, but it just hasn't panned out. How is he, how is he getting these extensions? What's going on in Michigan? Um, I'm pretty sure he like shook their hand really hard, like crushed their yeah, hand, yeah. and that's how he uh, got the extension. Kind of strong armed them into it. Yeah, he's I'm a tough guy. I don't. It doesn't seem like a good move if I'm if I'm an alumni and booster for Michigan. I'm, I have no idea why this makes sense. Man, it's a story college program um, that was a winning program, and it needs to get the, back to winning. And Harbaugh has proven that he he can't do that, and yet they give him. And pay him where in a in a year where I think they could have gotten a Steve Sarkeesian, they could have gotten a a good coach, you know, even some former NFL coach. Bill O'Brien went to Alabama as the offensive coordinator. He he might have been in Michigan, that tough Penn State type play. Uh, but oh, yeah, it's a, a heralded program. Yeah, they can pretty much you know pick up a litter at Ann Arbor. Um, seriously, don't know what he's doing. Um, he he must have dirt on the athletic director yes. or something. <laughs> Something's going on, uh, but let's get to the real real reason why you're here. Uh, your Cleveland Browns are playing Frenchies, my producers, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. There's a ten point spread right now, but take me. What was going through your head as a Cleveland Browns fan when you took a twenty eight zero lead on the Steelers early in that wild card game? This is too, something's going to go terribly wrong. All here. too familiar. I was nervous right? the entire game. I was like, oh, there's so much time for us to Cleveland Browns this up. Even even me he, as a better, just uncomfortably didn't even know how to how to how to gracefully win that big. I was like, this can't this can't happen. I don't know what happened, and that, and I don't know to blame Tomlin to blame Big Big Ben. Obviously, the defense. You know, it. I, I think a big part of their head coach Cleveland not having their head coach was the first fifteen plays are scripted. Those have the head coach's DNA, and then after that, the coordinators or coaches on the field are going to have to take over. But they didn't have to run their first. They have to run their 15th play, so probably midway through the third quarter because they had such a lead. And I think that just, you know, that boosted their morale and just made sure that their coaches on the sideline were comfortable by the time they had to start making plays. Uh, but I mean, I, I definitely put all my bad juju on Pouncey before the game, and that's yeah. where the high snap came from. So, Well, I think you said Cleveland, before you, you can, said... Cleveland, you can thank me for that. I, before you even said... Pouncy, you said Juju, and I think that was the problem. Juju's been running his mouth, <laughs> and Cincinnati, Cleveland—it doesn't matter who it is. Anyone in the division is just is just feasting off of material from Juju. And as if I was a Pittsburgh fan, I would just pray that he stops dancing on things. Oh man! Anytime he dances on things or mentions anyone, something goes goes bad for for Pittsburgh. There's a joke out there but, that uh, Juju and Chase Claypool had more TikToks than catches this year. Oh. Uh, and and Clay, Claypool came out this week saying that it's still the Browns. They're going to get dragged this weekend. Do they have a fighting chance against these uh, against Frenchies, Kansas City Chiefs? I honestly didn't against Pittsburgh. I mean, we, they, no one did. We were what at Heinz Field. We were seventeen losses in a row there. Yep. So I didn't give us much hope last week. We're kind of playing on house money now. It's just just gravy. So go play loose. I. If I was a betting man, I, I don't, I don't give us a lot of hope, but maybe I'm just you know setting myself up for uh, you know high ex or low expectations. So maybe they'll over deliver. Take if you're you know I'm a betting man, but if you're a coaching man, what is it going to take for Cleveland to beat Kansas City? Obviously, they're going to have to control the ball, the possession. Uh, uh, apparently, COVID and Stefanski stayed <laughs> home. <laughs> yeah, well, 
You know, I don't know what that, what kind of boost that did. And I, I, I love Stefanski. I think he's a great play caller. I thought he was in Minnesota. I was iffy when he got hired as the Browns coach because I thought he needed to be more comfortable and set before, you know, it's like a new coach taking the Jets job almost. Uh, but it worked out without ODB. And I think that might have been the problem, you know, this whole time in Cleveland. You know, they could be better with ODB right now, but their locker room, I think, is better without him. Uh, but I think your running game could, yeah, but your running game can and your offensive line can will you to a victory against these Chiefs. And I, nobody wants to hear it, but I took the Browns to cover the 10 points because Chiefs haven't been covering their spread all year. Everyone expects the Chiefs to win by double digits every game, and they're barely pulling these things out. And I, close your ears, Frenchie. They're not last year's Chiefs. I, I, I hate to say that Frenchie just gave me a look. Yeah, they got a new running back who may or may not play this weekend, but they're not last year's Chiefs, and I do give Cleveland a fighting chance. I do. I mean, if, you might as well go money line on that then if you're going to I, I did go money line. They might sneak in and just, just win the whole thing. I put the spread into a parlay, but I did go money line just because they, they gave me a little, I think maybe plus 320, so it was worth it. Um, but I, I think they have that final chance. And, you know, on the other corner of the state of Ohio is another, you know, you guys, you guys have Baker, but there's another former Heisman quarterback in that state by the name of Joey Burrow. And he's recovering from a drastic knee injury. And, uh, you know, we pray that he'll be back in time for the start of next season or at least for a good portion of next season. Uh, but you had uh, the pleasure of seeing Joe grow up, um, you know, on and off and then attending some of his uh, miraculous college games last year. Let's talk about Joe for a second. What type of kid is Joey Burrow? Oh, well, just the, the, who you'd want to root for. Exactly the good kid that that you know, bad attitude, just team first. Obviously, his his parents are great. He he didn't he didn't just grow up. He got raised. Um, he is exactly off the field who you would want to root for, and thinks thinks bigger picture and thinks Southern Ohio wants to do do what's right for everyone. Hence the food bank and all that, all his goodwill. And, yeah, and he could have easily pulled a Eli Manning and said, "I'm not going to Cincinnati." <laughs> you know, you could draft me if you want, but you're trading me. Uh, but, you know, that's, you know, his home state, basically, besides, you know, he's got connections with Ames, uh, but he he's a hometown boy. He's a LeBron right now. A lot of pressure on his shoulders and no one in the country wanted to see that injury. I mean, I think he's over the past year and a half, he's grown such a fan base from coming up as the backup. And I use quotation marks the backup at Ohio State. Um, which games did you attend last year? I was at the Florida game and then the national championship game. Oh, oh. I yeah, do. they were both culinary experience, by the way. I've oh, never even delegated in the SEC. A lot of Gator. Uh, but yeah, in Baton Rouge, they everyone else is making hot dogs and burgers. Baton Rouge is is, is cooking Gators on a spit and gumbo <laughs> and jambalaya. Like, oh, man, it's, it's an atmosphere that everyone should go see Death Valley. With Joe Burrow, I think one of my favorite things as an Iowa fan is the fact that he was looking at going to Nebraska, and Nebraska and Scott Frost basically told him he wasn't good enough, and then he ends up going to LSU, winning a national championship in Heisman, and throwing 60 touchdowns and over 5,500 yards. And when he did that, I don't oh. think he was thinking about Nebraska. He was thinking about Ohio State. But all Saint Iowa F- fans <laughs> were thinking about Nebraska and the fact that Iowa didn't have to play him. Yeah, I agree. His dad, that connection. And Jamie, you know, Jamie's real... Uh, real ingrained in Nebraska still with his uh, his businesses, his donut shop, Jamie Bro. Adam, he's got two of them now. Yeah, yeah. And so, in in my opinion, Jamie, you know, there's Dan, who's uh, a grade above us, class above us. 
Jamie Burrow was my favorite college Nebraska linebacker. I feel like there was one game, Colorado, Chris Brown, counterplay about three times that kind of almost took Jamie out of the NFL. Um, You know, because he was that you play that NCAA. I can't remember what year it is, but he was a beast on that team. His speed, his tackling. uh, But now fast forward to a year after that, where I thought he was going pro. We still have those aspirations or is all in living through Joey now? Oh, Jamie. Jamie's done. He did go pro. He was on the Jets for what? Two years and then got cut. Okay, so he did make the Jets. Okay, man. He was such a stud in college. Uh, and to now see his little brother, you know, doing big things is, is a beautiful thing. Um, oh, and f- funny, funny enough, with uh, Scott Frost, I went and visited Jamie when Joe decided to uh, be a grad transfer. And Jamie behind the scenes at Nebraska. And we got to go up to Scott Frost, who was Oregon's OC. And I was wearing a Ducks shirt at the time, Almada. And Scott Frost was asking Jamie, hey, like, where's he going to grad transfer to? Get, get, get me that quarterback. Yeah, funny. Funny how that, that works. Pretty funny, yeah. yeah. And Scott Frost was wearing a Titans hat that Mariota gave him. Oh, even better. Um, you know, you're done. We'll, we'll save that for next month for me to talk about how my Cyclones dragged your ducks. I know you have oh, excuses like yeah, injuries congrats, and penalties. Congrats to the club, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, but speaking of competitors and strip clubs, we got about three minutes, but <laughs> competitors and strip clubs, there's a new big three in the association and it's not your Bay, Bay City Warriors. Uh, is Steve Nash in over his head right now? Man, I like Steve Nash, but he's oh, got a, got he's a, tough got a job. kind of a raw deal with Kyrie and now he's got Harden coming in too. That's a lot of ego in one locker room. See, some people I don't think know that's an exciting thing, like, but that's pressure, man. Yeah, yeah, especially for a first-year head coach. But, I, I mean, everything I've ever seen just as a spectator from Steve Nash, you got to like that guy, level-headed. Yep. Why wouldn't you want to play for him? And he's got Dan Tony there what, with him. What, what's Kyrie's problem? Kyrie, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if Kyrie loves the game as much as most players love the game. I don't know if Kyrie just attention or i don't know if Kyrie's just being Kyrie, lighting his sage enjoying his family making you know he's doing great things for the community but it's a job you any other job no call no show it's a it's a wrap buddy so uh but, yeah not okay yeah and and whether they trade Kyrie or keep him which most likely it's now the team to beat or does the championship route go through la so if if you can get those three players on the same page and the locker room not explode, that's a ton of talent on one team. You would think if they get the ship going in one direction, they would be the team to beat. Is this bit but better? LA is pretty cohesive right now. Yeah, man, they look tough, and LeBron's just channeled in. Uh, but is this better than the big three in Miami? Talent-wise, I'd say yes. But I, and I, 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 I don't I, know about that locker room. That seems like just a powder keg. Yeah, and it's hard to compare a team to a team that LeBron was on. But I think if you, you know, any of the three players on the Nets right now, I'd rather have than Chris Bosh. You know, Wade was on the Wade was still peaking, but he was coming down the other side of the mountain at that point. So I might agree with you, but it's hard to, hard to say. Hard to say if uh, you know that Miami Heat. It took them one year. They lost to Dallas, who had a magnificent season that year. Uh, but then after that, they had a nice little run. Uh, I gotta get Weren't out they of supposed to win like six or seven championships seven, according eight, to them? And nine, not one, not two, not one. three. Uh, there's reasons why, yeah. you know, and next time I have you on, I'll, I'll, I want to talk to you about why the world hates LeBron because the man's done so much. Uh, but I got about 50 seconds. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 it baffles me.
in here with callers. Why does the world hate LeBron? But Tiger Tiger Woods has somehow is a saint in people's eyes after swinging golf clubs at windows. Uh, but well, that's for another day, man. Uh, we're going to let you get out of here. What's the restrictions right now in California? You locked down? All locked down. We can't even have outdoor outdoor dining. Yeah, it's all uh, to go and you go to a park. That's it. Ah, uh, so San Francisco's favorite bar. San Francisco is, is selling cocktails to go, though. So. so is your bar closed right now or are you guys doing to go? Yeah, we're we're just to go only out the window. Okay. So come 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 by and uh, get a beer. Yep. No nope. growler. Des Moines yeah, destination spot now, man. When our bars are open. We're wide open. COVID Kim said, "Come play." It's it's a it's a vacation oh. spot. Uh, All right. I'll see but, you. I'll see you in a minute. I'm yeah, going to the airport yeah, right Allegiant, now. Allegiant, man. Sponsored by Allegiant. Appreciate you, Brownie, man. We'll uh, we'll check back in with you here in a couple weeks, man. Be safe out there. All right, Doe. Love you. Love you too, man. Uh, we got your phone calls coming up. Let's take a break. Go deep. You're tuned in to Go Deep, 1350 ESPN. We're going to open up the phone lines, 515-244-1350. That's 515-244-1350. This is Go Deep. I'm your host, Tyreek, 1350 ESPN. Call us up, man. Let's talk uh, Let's talk Bears a little bit. Um, we still got a big second half hour or second half of the show coming up in the 2 o'clock hour or in the 10 o'clock hour. We have uh, the Big O segment, comedian Dante Powell bringing your best offensive player or biggest uh, what is it, oddball of the week. So we'll see which one he's picking for us. Tavian Banks with the bank statement will join us here in about 30 minutes. And uh, Frenchie's D3 and 3. I don't like to talk too much, spend too much time on Division 3, but Frenchie seems to think it's important, so we're giving him three minutes. Uh, so I'll be coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, but first, I want you to call in 515-244-1350, 515-244-1350. Did the Bears already give up on 2021 by keeping Nagy and their GM? 515-244-1350. Is it a wrap for 2021 for the Chicago Bears fans? Years for the Bears when they first hired Nagy, they went 12 and four. This looked like a team that was on the rise. You had a Pro Bowler in Mr. Biscay, the first Bears quarterback since Jim McMahon to make a Pro Bowl for him. But I'm just looking at it as I don't think he's a bad coach. He came out of the Andy Reid coaching tree. He's had been successful. Yeah, he's had some success personally, winning the NFC North a couple years ago. I really think that. This team just doesn't have the talent. I, well, the talent comes down to the GM, right? Who, yeah. who picks the personnel? I think Nagy is a fine head coach. I think Ryan Pace is an idiot. Yes, and Ryan Pace, uh, he should have been gone two years ago. Let's be real, man. And uh, I'm not a Bears fan. And my buddy Poopy, he's a big-time Bears fan. Uh, he's also a Chiefs fan because his family. But he's real upset with the Bears. They they extended Nagy, and they didn't extend him. Let me correct that. Him. So his contract, I think, goes another two years, and Pace's contract expires next year. So, which in my head, it says, okay, we're, we're going to watch 2021 and then we'll have a new GM and decide if they want to keep Nagy or not. Uh, but I feel like there was still hope for 2021. You, Pace picked Trubinsky. You know, it's notorious. He didn't pick Mahomes. He didn't pick Watson. They still, you know, you could trade for Watson possibly. I don't think the city of Houston will allow the Texans to get rid of their one last star. Uh, but in Chicago, is it Trubinsky? I think the quarterback position has been a major problem because I think Trubisky plateaued and then regressed. He looked like he was going to be, you know, not necessarily the same level as Watson or Mahomes, but that could make the Pro Bowl, get you to the playoffs, not say win a championship, but he looked like maybe like another Alex Smith type guy, a high-end game manager that can make plays again. Wow, but, if, I, if I'm Alex Smith, am I offended that you just called me, compared me to Mitchell Trubisky? Or if I'm Mitchell, am I offended? Uh, well, Alex had a great career with Andy Reid. Yeah. Trubisky, I don't know if he's salvageable. 
You know, no. At this point, he's not. Uh, he had a chance this season. Got benched for Nick Foles. Nick Ugh. Foles is a type of guy that he's going to throw a lot of picks. He's going to score some touchdowns, but he's going to win you games. And I think that's the biggest thing is that they need someone that can do both. That can be a playmaker and lead your team and win you games. So I'm gonna throw this one at you. Here's a hot to Chicago. I don't know if they're gonna go down that route with another <laughs> uh, high priced Eagles QB. <laughs> I, you know, I I feel like he knows Nagy's offense. Andy Reid, um, those crossing routes. Robinson is a good receiver. They have there. They have if they bring Robinson back. If uh, Allen Robinson's a free agent this year and he's the number one wide receiver on the free agent market, does he want to come back? I wouldn't. No, 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 no. Like Especially, he, you know, he can go to there's a lot of places. He can go to uh, L.A. Chargers. You know, there's a lot of places he can go to with a better quarterback. Go down. Jacksonville has the most cap space, them in New York, but no one wants to play for New York. But yeah, I don't know if I want to play for Jacksonville either, even with Trevor Lawrence and possibly Urban Meyer, as Shefty has been reporting this morning. But you've also got DJ Chark, who was a Pro Bowler last yes, year. You've agreed. got Jerome Robinson, who was a thousand yard rusher as an great running back. They've got a lot of young talent and they're going to be a team on the rise with Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. It's just Robinson, I think, and uh, hit our phone line, 515-244-1350, 515-244-1350. Plus, he was drafted by the Jags originally, too. Yeah, but he won it out because it's it's a small market. Wide receivers like the Keyshawn Johnson, Terrell Owens, Ocho Cinco, they like to have the limelight, and there's not much of a media limelight in a small market like Jacksonville. Chicago is a great, great media market. New York, great media market. Dallas, great media market. Crappy football team, though. Crap, uh, you know, well, it, they can get better. So, I mean, do you stick around and say, okay, I, I want that shine. I want people to know who I am. They're, I'm not going to get my respect in Jacksonville. It's going to go to Trevor Lawrence. It's not going to be my my 80 catches, 15 touchdowns, whatever it may be. Um, do I stay in Chicago? We get a new GM. We keep our coach. We get a, uh, we, we land Justin Fields, whatever it may be. We move up in a draft and making some aggressive moves to not just clock out for 2021. Is it worth staying in Chicago? I don't know if Chicago's going to be able to afford him is the big thing because they can, I think they can get out of the final year of Foles contract without too much of a hit. Yes, please. <laughs> but they've got to restructure Khalil Mack and possibly cut Kyle Fuller, which cutting Kyle Fuller will really impact their defense if Jalen Johnson can't build on a rookie year that got cut short because of injury. So then you're in a division with Matthew Stafford, if he stays, Aaron Rodgers, and even though he's kind of a mad quarterback in Kirk Cousins, you got to deal with Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Oh, yeah. It, it, with a mediocre secondary at best. 515-244-1350. 515-244-1350. Did your Bears give up on a 2021 season? Uh, you threw in Packers, Lions. I do believe Stafford will find a new home this offseason. I think the new coach in Detroit will start from the from the ground up and try to build that team. Um, I don't know what Minnesota can do. You know, I think they gave it another Zimmers on the cutting board, which I thought he was on this year, but uh, they're stuck in a, another bad contract as well with Cousins. Uh, but they do have some great, great talent in Minnesota, running back, receivers. Um, Zimmer is a, a defensive genius. Uh, so there is hope for Minnesota. Detroit, it's going to be um, Packers. You know, Rodgers, I can't see him with the Packers more than one more year. So the vision is going to be wide open. Do you? Why not start now with a new coach for the Bears, a new GM with, for the Bears? So in three years, he is the powerhouse of the division, where in three years, they're just getting a new coach and starting at the, at the ground when everyone else is ready to compete. Yeah, it's exactly what we talked about with Michigan. It's similar in the professional level where, you know, as a GM, in two years— you're going to get your guys 
that you drafted that are going to be kind of rounding into form now. A rookie's not going to help teams out there and you're competing for the playoffs, but their second year, their third year, then you start to see guys really start to round into form. You get you know, a quarterback that starts to play like a Josh Allen after a couple of rough years. You don't necessarily level a guy that high level or a Patrick Mahomes or um, Lamar Jackson. Even Deshaun Watson as a rookie, he had a great stat line, but the team wasn't winning games. Yeah, well, look at him this year. Yeah. Best quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks in the league and teams not winning games. Yeah. And after a while, yeah, you like the stats, you like the, the trophies, the MVPs, but look at James Harden. You You want to win a championship because at the end of this, Nobody wants to be compared to Dan Marino, possibly one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, to never win a championship. Carl Malone, uh, Charles Barkley, Steve Don Nash. Stockton. Yes, I agree. And, and that's really what it comes down to when when you're a, a top player like Robinson, like Deshaun Watson, who's even next level. You want to win that championship, or you at least want to have an opportunity to compete. And they're not being given that opportunity to compete by keeping Nagy in their GM. So Bears fans, I feel sorry for you, Poopy. I apologize because it's going to be a rough year for you. Um, but I think you just shipped in next year when you had an opportunity to stamp in this division when Aaron Rodgers is on his way out. Um, plenty to come still in the second hour. Uh, the big O with Dante Powell, comedian, our offensive player of the week he'll have for us. Tavian Banks will go through some picks with us. Um, and we wanna, I want to know if Tavian ever been called out by Coach Coughlin. He was with Coughlin with the Jaguars, and man, I've heard some gruesome stories about how Coughlin did not, he wasn't a player's coach. Uh, so I want to talk to Tavian about that as well. Uh, we'll also open the phone lines to you again in the second hour, 515-244-1350. Still to come at the top of the hour is Fritzy's, Frenchie's, uh, I keep calling you Fitzy. I don't know what's going on. That's a little. I don't know if I should be offended or not. I, I, mean, I would be, but yeah, Frenchie has this D3 and 3, one of his best produced segment openings ever. Uh, we'll see if Tavian likes his bank on it uh, segment. How, how do you feel about the bank on it opening that you made for Tavian this week? Man, I like it more. I, I know there's still some else. I'm trying to figure out what it needs. Uh, I think it needs, I need to redo the VO. Is the voiceover the on voiceover it, but... needs either a different sound, a different voice, uh, and the sound effects need to mesh a little better. But we'll see what Tavian yeah. thinks. Maybe he he might love it. I know he loves the music bed and the opening highlight of himself. Who oh, doesn't? I'm sure he loves the opening <laughs> highlight. <laughs> how, can we tell him how deep you had to dig for that highlight? <laughs> uh, he might be offended. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> again, we'll also open the final lines again in the second hour. 515-244-1350. Tavian, ba- Tavian Banks on the way. Dante Powell. But we're going to start the second three. Let's go deep. Your host, Tyreek. Fun first hour we're talking to Leonard Houston, former Drake Bulldog, the third best player on that 2018 according to Frenchie. Uh, I think his beef with Drake has somewhat subsided, and now his beef with Frenchie is starting to pick up because Frenchie still thinks he's uh, the third best player. What did he say? Uh, Adam Adam Emenecker couldn't make a three or didn't shoot threes? He did not shoot threes. I will give him that, but I mean... (laughs) Who's taking a game-winning shot on that 2008 Drake Josh Young. Josh Young was a leading scorer and one of the best players in the Missouri Valley Uh, Conference for three years. Leonard, you hear that? The ball's still not in your hand, according to Frenchie. Still not in your hand. It, it's tough because when you look at a team like that with so much balance across the board, there wasn't necessarily someone who was the guy. I mean, Josh Young was a leading scorer, yeah. but Leonard would take a lot of big shots for them. I think he averaged like 13 points a game as a senior, so really good job there. Uh, you had Jonathan Cox at center who could step out, shoot a little bit at six foot eight, And then you had one of the Corver boys, Clayton Corver, who was like I think there for like 20 years. Yeah. Because uh, he ended up having that 60-year uh, injury redshirt. 
NCAA run and all Leonard Houston gets was a very good job there from Frenchie. <laughs> no sandwich, no nothing. So we'll we'll try to reach out to Drake, uh, get their coach on, and then see if uh, we can kind of mend that relationship because I, I think it would be cool for this 2021 Drake team to have some of that 2008 leadership in the locker room, checking in on them, telling them what this process is going to be like because they're not going anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Little brother is, uh, they're official. I know they didn't have to play their toughest games of the, the weekend and you and I as well. They won't have to play next week. Uh, but they're they're a real deal. They're a real team, and I, I'm a big fan of Coach DeVries. Yeah, I think uh, he's got a really good future ahead. We've already talked about <laughs> his son Tucker. Yep, coming to play for him next year, and Tucker had a great great game back, right? Yeah, uh, he uh, definitely could tell that he was missing the court. I think he had at uh, least two in every single category, 22 points, nine boards, five assists, Four steals, two blocks. Wow, that's, that's quite the line when you're playing uh, high school or you know high school basketball with three other star players on your team. Yes, don't forget Omaha Blue is on that team, who's rated uh, number four in the country for his class as of right now. That may be the best prospect Iowa's had since Harrison Barnes came through. Best prospect, prospect that no, no, not fam, not fam. <laughs> uh, still to come this hour, we got Tavian Banks with the bank on his segment uh, coming up in about 20 minutes, I believe. Uh, and then we got the big O, Dante Powell, never fails to deliver. Really excited about him. He'll be coming in around halfway through the hour. Uh, but first, we're going to start with this uh, this three minutes that we allow Frenchie to take us off the map and into the Division Three world. This is the uh, D3 and 3, Frenchie's best production yet. Can't forget the little guys. Don't forget the little guys. It's time for D3 and 3 with producer Frenchie. Three minutes dedicated to Division Three sports in the state of Iowa. We are going to get some. All right, so kind of a fun story for me personally this week. Um, this is a story of Allie Bailey. Um, she played at Warburg my uh, senior year. She was a freshman. We uh, became really good friends from early on because of the fact that I was a student manager and did a lot of the media stuff for uh, Warburg during my time there for the women's basketball team. Um, her sophomore year really kind of got off to a rough start she found out she had a heart condition during the summer and it ended up knocking her out for the entire season didn't know basketball again which is uh you know kind of a rough thing when it's one of the biggest loves of her life getting to play on the floor um ended up transferring at the end of the year uh partially because she knew that warford you know such a loaded team that team's won four straight division conference titles been the ncaa tournament all four of those years couple final four runs elite eight very stacked team ends up transferring to another team in the conference the uh, university of Defense, uh really hit it off with the coach there uh, mark knoll and really has settled in and loves it playing for the spartans uh, coach knoll even left after this past season but one of the assistants got hired on to be the new head coach and she has really taken root in Dubuque playing with the spartans uh they just got their first game Last night came out. She was in the starting lineup off and on last season. Uh, they had a lot of posts they like to work through last season for UD, but they have a lot of potential this season. Uh, new head coach picking up his first career win as a head coach last night. And the biggest thing, Allie Bailey in the starting lineup, six nine boards, one of her best games that she's ever had with uh, college basketball. And because she lost that season, to uh, the heart condition. She actually has an extra year of eligibility, which I've talked to her and she says she's very excited to have that because, you know, 
with COVID taking away basically the first half of the season. You know, uh, Division Three basketball usually gets started end of October, beginning of November, and now they finally got their first game last night on January 13th. She's back. Yeah, she's back. She's playing, and uh, one of the big things is her younger sister, who's a senior in high school, is getting some look at looks from some D3 schools. And I've talked to their mom, and there's a chance she may go play at UD. So as a fifth-year senior, Allie would get to play with her younger sister, Abby, which would be a really cool thing. Uh, but overall, just with, not just with her being a good friend of mine, but a story like that, it's a great to see her back on the floor and getting the opportunity to play basketball again in the sport she loves for a team that has embraced her and she loves being around. Love a good comeback story. That was D3M3, Frenchie's greatest production. Until maybe Tavian Banks hears his new bank on its statement uh, intro. Uh, great job, Frenchie. That's a great story. Maybe we can get her on in a couple weeks. I mean, um, I've dealt with health, health issues and it's tough. You know, even tear my Achilles last year. It's tough to just think about getting back into the sport you love because you feel like you may not do it as well as you did pre previously. And that's a mental block that is hard to get by. So, I mean, beyond the physical stuff and her getting back on the court, the mental accomplishments there, I think is big. So appreciate that segment. Yeah. Uh, we do have breaking news. I don't know if Frenchie has a sounder for yet for breaking news. There we go. Adam Schefter reporting Jaguars hiring Urban Meyer won three national titles, national titles as a college head coach and is going to the NFL now with the number one pick. Woo, we knew it was going to happen, Frenchie. We knew it was dragging its feet, but we knew he was looking for a team. Is Urban Meyer successful? I like that job. I almost wanted, you know, I didn't want Campbell to leave, but I thought L.A. would be the perfect job for him. But I thought Jacksonville was a nice little market with a first-round draft pick in Trevor Lawrence, a great running back, like you mentioned, some weapons, and uh, a potential for a good D-line and defense. I feel like that's not a bad job because you're in a division Those who's coming out of it next year. Titans look like they have a stronghold. Colts look like they're one step away with the quarterback. Watson and Houston, who knows? Um, your thoughts on Urban Meyer now, the new head coach of the Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars? So Urban Meyer has been successful everywhere he's gone, no matter what. Ah, didn't he go to Miami Dolphins for about a couple of days and hop back on that plane? I'm not 100%. I don't yeah, remember 100%. I, I think he tried his NFL, either had a bad season or started to take a job and then backed out and went to uh, Alabama after he left LSU. You're thinking um, Nick Saban. Oh, I mean, I am thinking Saban. Yes, yeah. Urban Meyer has not. Yeah. And he's he's left every job, you know, with health issues. And I use quotes again because every time he's left, there's been other issues that arose at that university uh, the year after he left with sanctions and boosters and recruiting issues and everything else. But Urban Meyer is a beast, man. I, I, for Jacksonville, that's going to be a fun offense with Trevor Lawrence, Robinson, Shark Jr. Um, I, I feel like he can be successful. I feel like, like you said, he's been successful everywhere he went. I don't know if he brings a championship to Jacksonville, but you know, let's see. I think one of the big things we've got to keep in mind with uh, Urban Meyer is with the quote health issues. A lot of people has believed the stress of if you lose one game, two games, you're out of the hunt for the national championship. But every coach deals with that. You don't. You don't see Alabama leaving every. You know, he's, Saban's not quitting when he doesn't make the. Playoffs. Yeah, but I I was listening to ESPN Radio a couple weeks ago. And they brought up the point, though, that if that is the cause, like stress hits every person differently. And if that's the cause for Urban Meyer, he's going to a perfect situation where there are no expectations after going one in 15. They went one in 15, but they have 11 total picks, including the first overall pick and the draft this year and close to one hundred million dollars in salary cap space. So 
they can make moves to be a contender next year. We all assume Trevor Lawrence is not going to sit out for a year. He's not Tua. He's going to come in and start slinging this ball. Urban's going to grab some of his coordinators and come up with a nice little game plan, uh, some RPO options, and and really put this team, he has this cap space and the draft picks to put this team in a position to win their division next year. Is that, is that a hard take? I don't think it is. It's how that cap space can be used because I think they still need potentially some improvements in the front office because, remember, this is the team that gave a $20 million per year contract to Nick Foles last year yeah, or two I, years ago now. And then the Bears followed up by taking him as well. So, I mean, yes, the the upper office in Jacksonville, Con and everything that trickles down have not made the best decisions when it comes to the team, but they not knowingly made a home run with Robinson. He's a great running back. I mean, he carried my fantasy team to third place this year. And both, um, they like I said, they have some weapons and 11 draft picks in this first round. They'll get the quarterback they need. There's receivers in this draft. There's some defenders in this draft. They have an opportunity to really plug in some holes. And then, you know, two big trades. And this team is, is, is right there. I mean, the, the Titans are probably going to lose their offensive coordinator to a head coaching job. That's going to affect that team more than anyone thinks. And you got to wonder how much the last two seasons, uh, what toll it'll take on Derrick Henry. Yep. Uh, he is a big body back, he, and running backs break down quickly. He look Man, what happened to Ezekiel Elliott this year. Yeah, but let's let's not compare Zeke to Henry. Henry is a grown man. Zeke is still finding himself emotionally. Zeke, Zeke still <laughs> just wants to eat some yeah. cereal. Um, Zeke just wants to party on a yacht and you know kick mm. people. Uh, but I was just saying, like, what can happen to a running back? Yes. It happened to Adrian Peterson a little the bit. The lifespan it, is short. Yeah, it happened and not to Priest Holmes, Larry Johnson. Especially when you have a, co- a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence, who we all assume is coming in as Jacksonville is on the clock. Um, you, you get that urge to want to throw it 40 times a game, you know, like Cincinnati with Joey Burrow. That's not the best thing for your quarterback when you have a running back behind you, when you have draft picks to solidify that line, when you have possibly a good defense that will come back and – uh, make some plays for you. You know, it's going to be hard not to put the pressure on Trevor Lawrence and make him win games, but I think they can sit back, run Urban's offense. I mean, this guy is 187 and 32 in 17 seasons with four different college jobs. He at least has to have an opportunity um, in NFL games with that kind of record. I mean, you don't see that kind of record often. But uh, some breaking news there by Radio ne- ESPN Radio Network and Adam Shefty. Urban Meyer, now the new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with the bank owner statement, Tavion Banks. Tavion Banks. I always say it wrong. This is Go Deep. Back to Go Deep with your host, Tyreek, live from the Horizon Event Center Studios. Go Deep. I'm your host, Tyreek. As we just reported a few minutes ago, Urban Meyer finalizing deal to become Jacksonville's next head coach, according to Shefty and some NFL sources, Yahoo Sports. Um, big. Big big move for Jacksonville, and I, I respect it. I respect them not going with some no-name or unknown-name coordinator who's been young. And This is a big hire. This is going to sell tickets for the Jacksonville Jaguars when they allow fans into the into the uh, stadium, which is Florida, so I assume they're allowing anyone in right now. <laughs> but, uh, but this is a big hire. Urban Meyer, I, I'm excited to see what he does. He's got the first overall pick. This was an attractive job, a small media market, uh, but first overall picks in the first round, tons of cap space. And uh, Trevor Lawrence, getting Trevor Lawrence to start with, like we said, Robinson as running back, some wide receivers, and a few other options. So 
Uh, excited to see where that goes. That's one coach off the map. That is one job off the map. We still have the beautiful, sexy job of the Philadelphia Eagles head coaching position, uh, which I don't think cleaning house is done. I think Howie Roseman, our GM, and uh, of course, I reached out for, for Howie Roseman. Uh, no response yet. He might have hurt the show and hurt me downgrading him a little bit, but he is the problem uh, with the team. And I think Doug Peterson, sorry, not sorry, he lost the, the locker room and it was time for him to go. Uh, but the cleaning of house is not over with. Howie Roseman, the GM, needs to be fired. I know he's best friends with Jeff Laurie, the Eagles, but it's time to start over. We're in contract trouble because of that. Uh, but breaking news, Urban Meyer is now the new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars, former running back on the phone with us, Tavian Banks. You Breaking news, Tavian, what do, you, what do you think about that hire? Oh, I mean, I love it. That's, uh, that's, a, that's, that's a big move, think, right? Uh, you know, he was at the University of Florida there uh, for a while and stuff, so I mean, it's great for them. I hope they can turn the, the franchise back around, you know, because we, we were good when I was there in the, uh, what was that, late 90s or whatever case. So, and, oh, yeah. And, I, I mean, that's that's a it's not a huge media market, but mm -hmm. that's a division that's winnable. They have the 11 first-round picks. Trevor Lawrence, the first overall draft pick, who we assume they're going to pick now that they're on the clock. Yeah. Um, and $100 million in cap space, man. What? What does having that kind of cap space do for a team? A young uh, team? does a the great deal because uh, he'll he'll be able to come in and do what he wants to do and be able to get the players that he needs to like turn it around quickly, and or get you know like the the players that he needs um, to fill his you know like his, his roster out and things like that uh, that's going to fit his system and everything. So um, yeah, you know, again, it's the Jaguars should be excited. You know, it's a great great pickup. Um, hopefully, he does well in in the NFL. Yep, 187 and 32, I believe, is his record in seven seasons with four four teams. Uh, I think it's a great hire. I gotta assume that with that hire, he asked for some upper office control, personnel control. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, a know. person like Urban Meyer is not gonna just come in and be just just uh, someone's puppet. The head coach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's he's gonna have uh, complete control over uh, roster and all that type of stuff. So and, I'm sure he's got a, a lot of control. And as Trevor Lawrence, how excited are you right now? Uh, I mean, I would be excited. You know, Jacksonville, well, one, Jacksonville is a great place, um, and it's, it's in Florida. Um, so I'd, I'd be very excited, you know, and not, not going to uh, the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and knowing you got a college coach, a successful yeah, college coach. absolutely. Uh, who knows your game, who's been, yep. you know, uh, commentator for your sport for the last couple of years. Um, and he's, he's considered a player's coach. One guy who wasn't considered a player's coach is the coach who drafted you, Tom Coughlin. Um, <laughs> did, were you ever called out, yelled at, or embarrassed by Coughlin? Uh, like, to be honest with you, I think Coughlin gets a bad rap. He he wasn't. He seems like a such uh, a sweet dude. You know, like the first coach, he just demanded you be professional. Um, some people didn't take well to that, but he he just demanded you know your position, know your job. You know, and Instead he demanded of, excellence. You know, like it, it's not anything different. He just he demanded people be on time, and, and you know, like you, you're not gonna get, uh, you know, like you, you can't be late for work and things like that. So why would you, you know, like he, he treated it as a, you know, it is a job, but um, that's that's the way he was running things. You know, so I I I never had any problems with him <laughs> like that, really. <laughs> you're but. a good Iowa boy. You sat back. <laughs> did yeah for sure yeah all i picture when i think of coughlin is deshaun jackson returning the punt return for the eagles and coughlin on the sideline going nuts for the giants <laughs> yeah. oh yep. man yeah uh when you came out in 1998 man uh long 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 time ago man you ain't gonna say it like that <laughs> 23 right? years uh, uh your combine score was a c they gave you 65 out of 100. you went to high school but yep. where i went to school in philly and in ames 
65 out of 100 is a D, but they kindly <laughs> gave they kindly gave you a C. <laughs> right? Uh, do you, yeah, my combine. Yeah. Uh, be honest with you and stuff like that. The combine, like when I went to the NFL combine, that was just okay. That's probably maybe why I dropped two in in the draft because um, I was projected to be a first round pick, you know, and things of that nature. But uh, again, it's just you know um, you you don't know where you're gonna land or any of that type of stuff. Again, I came back uh, for the Iowa, you know, like. Um, you know, when we had uh, uh, workouts and all that type of stuff at Iowa. Pro and day. I did still have the fastest time in, in the history of Iowa at 427. 40? 40, yes. Wow. So uh, what's crazy is online, you know, they list your combine information, but for your, your pro day, mm-hmm. it says NA as if you didn't even have a pro day. Oh, uh, you're one of the few players who don't have your information for a pro day. So that 427 <laughs> never existed. What yeah, I see no, here it, is your 40-yard dash was 4.48. <laughs> what happened? You lost 2.1 seconds. Uh, from the combine to your pro day, yep. which, which doesn't, uh, like at, which at the doesn't pro, exist. Again, like at the NFL <laughs> combine, it's just different. Different, like back then, is different than, you know, running and all that type of stuff, like space and, yep. and you know, and just the field and things like that. Uh, obviously, at your pro comfortable, you're at your own, you know, like your own facility, University of Iowa, and back then it was the bubble yeah. or whatever case. So it's just more comfortable, and then you're around your own environment and all that type of stuff too. So you just, you know. Uh, again, like I, uh, I never had anything that, a problem with speed or any of that type of stuff. So I always knew I'd, I'll, I'll be fine. All I wanted was the opportunity to get there. Understandable, and you did. You know, mm-hmm. to yep. the Jacksonville Jaguars, as we mentioned. Oh, yeah. uh, breaking news: Urban Meyer is now the new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're joined here with Tavian Banks uh, for the Bank on State uh, segment. Uh, former Jacksonville Jaguar running back. Yeah. Uh, last time you were on, man, you told us you took a bunch of money from boosters. No, um, no, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> breaking news, breaking news. Tavion Banks admits to taking booster money. Uh, when it comes to boosters, though, um, and I'll leave this alone soon, how do college coaches approach the, approach the topic? Do they not speak boosters at all? Do they, are they oh, actually connecting I mean, with like, the boosters? They, they have meetings where they're, they're telling you um, not to accept and things like that. Um, winking? Meaning they like wink the head coach meetings? does. I mean, you'll have like team meetings, and you know, at the beginning of the year, or, or new freshmen that come in, and things of that nature that that um, um, that that will tell you. Like, we'll, we'll have a whole bunch of meetings where they're telling you not to accept things and, and rules and regulations and things like that. Okay, so, so it's they, always like known that you shouldn't be doing those things. So they're they're not the ones that's connecting you with. Uh... No. Okay. No, not at all. <laughs> All right, I'm going to leave you alone about the boosters for a little bit. Let's <laughs> jump into this bank owner's statement. Uh, Fr- Frenchie, you know, he uh, made some adjustments to your opening for the segment. I, I'm still, I feel like it's still a little clouded. Well, I don't want to cloud your judgment. You let me know after you hear it. Hit it, Frenchie. They may not catch him. Tavian Banks on the second play from scrimmage inside the 20. Forget about it. Touchdown, Iowa. It's time for Bank On It with former Iowa Hawkeye great Tavian Banks. See, I, I, I don't know. I I, I, I like the opening, that yep. clip, and I bet right here, but yeah. something about that little voiceover that changed the money, it was a little confusing in the middle. I thought we started to a new segment. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, a little confused. Maybe work on that. Ah, we got some Fren- Frenchie back to the lab. <laughs> back to the lab, Frenchie. Uh, he said he did, he said, uh, ask him how hard he had to dig deep for that segment, for that, uh, 
<laughs> that sounder of you running the ball back. Uh, you don't have to dig deep, boy. <laughs> I, I, I got some clips out there now. Oh, you, you, you mean it, by out there, you mean in your basement on the wall? <laughs> no. <laughs> you <know? laughs> no, you uh, definitely Google it. Let's jump into the segment, man. Uh, you did okay. You went 50-50 last week, but this week we're going to talk playoffs. Yeah. Um, we got the Rams versus Packers. Packers are favored by six and a half points. You think uh, Aaron wins easily here? No, I'm going to go with the Rams. Going for the upset or to cover yeah. that six and a half points? With the upset. I, I'm with you, man. I put money on the right defense is the only yep. defense in the NFC that can stop uh, oh, yeah. Rodgers. And I feel like uh, a big part of that is the Rams have just enough run game and offense Yep. where the Packers defense, besides their D-backs, is atrocious. So I, I'm with you on that one. Uh, let's see. The next one we got here is the Cleveland Browns versus Frenchies Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are favored by 10 points. I remind you that Chiefs have only covered the spread about three times this year. Who mm. you got, Browns or Chiefs? I mean, it's hard to go against the Chiefs. You know what I mean? They're kind of like Alabama. They <laughs> are, just, just a machine out there. There's parody um, all over the You know, I, I the know Chiefs. the Browns, they won last week, but I, I, think they're, uh, I think their ride stops this week for them. Yeah, I hate to say it. I think they still cover that 10-point spread, but mm-hmm. I, I think the Chiefs, you know, they've been sitting, resting, getting healthy. Yep. Um, people have Absolutely. forgot about them. They're not showing Eric Bieniemy respect on the coaching Right uh, rounds, you know, was being a head coach a long time ago. You know, three years ago, and his, right. his team's even saying it. They don't want him to go, but they're even saying it. So, yep. um, you know, I, I'm hoping we get a little respect on his name. Yeah, Chief, Chiefs are going to prove something this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, the final game, or actually the third game, is the Bills are favored by two and a half against the Ravens. Who you got? You got Lamar Jackson running wild, or the Bills staying strong? No, I'm, I'm going to stay with the Bills. They're kind of hot right now. You know, they're they're coming in, coming in hot. You know, you got to be. They fire in on all, all cylinders when you're coming in the playoffs like this. So I, I think the Bills is going to do it, the Mafia. I know, and I, I feel bad going against the Bills because I feel like no one's putting respect on their name, and they've done it all season. There's no yep. reason why we should when it comes to this 2020, mm-hmm. uh, 2021 season. But Lamar is an X factor. First of all, I think I Ravens, Ravens are probably the best defense. You know, Saints yep. and Bills are up there. I think Ravens have the best defense, yep. healthy defense in the league, yep. uh, which is going to slow down Diggs and the rest of that offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actor man yeah it's true 40 yard touchdown in no time i and, know you know but right? uh his first time playing the snow and we're supposed to have a lot of snow in buffalo so i think he might be on the right end of the stick though yep um and then we have uh old man breeze favored by three points over old man brady as the <laughs> saints hosts the bucks who you got the home team you or? know what i'm gonna go with tampa bay uh because he could do it i think brady he's just gonna keep doing it one more time yep and we talk about good defenses the buccaneers um, they got a great defense too, so I think mm-hmm. Brady has to do just enough. Yep. Uh, but I agree. Uh, Saints beat them twice this year, even though it's in New Orleans. Right. And we'll talk to Dante Powell, the Southern Louisiana boy, here in about 20 minutes. See what he thinks, mm-hmm. or five minutes. Uh, but I, I, I don't. It's tough to beat a team second time. It's real tough to beat a team in your division a third time, especially when Tom Brady is the quarterback. And uh, respect to Tom Brady. But I look at it as you know, Patriots is, is the comparison of how Bill do, how Tom do. Imagine if Tom stayed in, in New England and Bill went to Tampa Bay as a coach. Mike oh, yeah. Evans, even if he had Jameis Winston, he'd be in the playoffs right now, especially yeah. with that defense. Yep. Tom, yep. not so much. So I, I hate comparing those apples to oranges. I got a lot of respect for Bill Belichick and for Spygate and you know everything else that they do. Right. Um, <laughs> well, at least he didn't accept the award. So. Yeah, exactly. He, he, stayed, he stayed away from the Trump castle. Right. Uh, that was a bold move that wins your player your locker room back as well yeah, um and, and and the patriots beyond brady leaving we forget that their owner has some issues with a strip club um you know and some uh higher, <laughs> yeah, like higher that, nobody ever talks about it you anymore. know no 
And this just I, got swept underneath the rug. I got to let you out of here in 90 seconds. But speaking of strip clubs, we got a new big three in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, Harden moved to the Nets. We got Kyrie off in his own will of world, but hopefully returning next week. And right. KD. Um, that big three, final shot, who takes it? Um, well, the big three, I don't, I don't think the... I mean that's that's there's not there's only one basketball, yes, <laughs> and they're all scorers. So, I, so I don't positions. know how it's gonna mix. You know what I mean? Because uh, it's not the Harden that was on Thunder anymore. He, I mean, like yeah, he's, he's a perennial six, player and stuff like that. I agree. Um, Kyrie, I mean, you 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 see what's happening with him. I don't, I, you know, I'm lost in translation or what, whatever's going on with him. Man, um, it's just <laughs> I don't know. You, you know what I mean? I don't know if you can count on him any anymore going forward. You yeah. Know? Sitting there like, come yeah. on, bro. Like yeah. I, I'm yeah. letting Kyrie KD, be Kyrie. KD coming off his injury, he's trying to like just just do everything. He's trying I mean, to cook. He's scoring 30 points a game. You know what I mean? But hopefully he lasts. You know, like the whole season, nothing happens to him or anything like that. Too. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. I, I had that same Achilles injury about a month yep. before KD, and yep. you know uh, my shot's better than his is right now. But um, <laughs> you know, it takes it over. So yep. and it's nervous. You forget how much you use that Achilles. Oh uh, yeah. Yep. Um, landing yep. every time on it, so it, it's going to be you know props to Steve Nash for making it happen, but oh, yeah. good luck yeah. to Steve Nash because it's yep. going to be a rough run. Don't get me wrong, I hope you know. Hopefully they figure it out or whatever case, but you know it, it just I, again it's one basketball and it's three prolific scores, so I, I don't know how that's going to work. And 3,300 strip clubs in the state of New York. <laughs> he is Tavian Banks, the bank on his statement for. Hawkeye great, the state of Iowa great, and former Jacksonville Jaguars with Urban Urban, Urban Meyer, now the new head coach. Tavian, appreciate you being here, man. We'll talk to you appreciate next week. Appreciate you. Have a good weekend, bro. Thanks. You too, man. Thank you. More Go Deep after the break. The Big O segment with Dante Powell. We'll ask him, is his cousin Kyrie? Okay, this is Go Deep. According to our friend Steffi with ESPN Radio Networks, Urban Meyer is the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, the winning coach brings uh, the number one pick, Trevor Lawrence, I'm guessing, uh, 11 first round picks and a $100 million salary cap. To say that job wasn't attractive is to your girlfriend. Um, but speaking of girlfriend, we're going to get into this big O segment here in a second. Joint here with Dante Powell. Dante, uh, Urban Meyer, new head coach of Jacksonville Jaguars. Is that a good move by him? Bad move by him? Uh, I think it's a great move. He he has a like tendency to go somewhere, win a bunch, take a break, go somewhere else, win a bunch, take a break. And I think that's the ideal way to live life. Like go somewhere, maximize your potential, get out of there, and then try it again somewhere else if you feel like you're up for it. I like how you preference take a break instead of saying uh... – run for the hills because you got in trouble with boosters recruiting listen you can't get in trouble if you get out of there before I, they catch you i get that's I how you do it jim trestle prior you know that's how it works um yeah man <laughs> uh let's let's talk a little nba man what's going on with your cousin Kyrie? is he he okay or is this gonna is this new big three gonna work in brooklyn um i i don't i, don't, I think they actually got worse i think the nets I was worried about them last week when we talked because their depth is what... Yeah, the thing with the Nets bench. is this. KD and Kyrie in the starting five would go out and they'd get up by 12 and then they could go to the bench and rest and the, the second unit would come out and keep that 12-point lead and sometimes grow it. Well, now that second-string unit out there and you're, gonna, you're not going to give them as much rest, won't have the same run as before. Like, they were perfectly this year 
what the Lakers did last year with Rondo and JaVale and Dwight, and they just threw it away for James Harden. So yep. I, you know, I hope Kyrie, he needs, and he can come back and play because I do want it to be interesting. I'm assuming but you, I, I help he needs, you're not saying his jump shot. Uh, no, because <laughs> I, I do genuinely worry about people's mental health. I, I, so I hope whatever it is, he's able to, you know, get over it or through it or whatever. But he's he's always been sort of this character that's in his head more than he is uh, in the game, if that makes sense. And I like I wouldn't have wanted him like I was always a a guy who was like, oh, I like Kyrie and I know what he's capable of, but I don't think I'd ever want to have to rely on him to do it. No. And even at uh, even at Duke University, I I I like Kyrie. I knew he was talented, but I didn't like his. His personality with Coach K, him wanting to you know come out early, even though he didn't play that whole season, uh, it's always been little things with Kyrie. But agreed, I I worry about his mental state. But every picture you see of him, he's happy, he's having fun, he's burning a stage, he's living life, yeah. mask or no mask. Uh, but you 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 can't you can't no call no show any any job you're at. You know right. there's, there's a penalty for that. So I, yeah. I you know best of luck to Steve Nash. I I feel like we talked about it earlier. If I'm Steve Nash, I'm definitely penalizing him, suspending him. And charging him, but I'm going to KD first and say, "Hey, bro, how's your boy doing? I gotta, I gotta charge him. I gotta suspend him for three games or a certain amount of games and and charge him. But what do you think it should be? Because I need to let these other players know they can't do it. I need to let them know that if KD does it, I'm going to charge you for it. You can get away with it, but you're gonna, it's gonna cost you. Uh, but you know, at what point does KD say, "Hey, bro, you know what can we get for Kyrie?" Well, I he I would assume he's probably really close to that right now. <laughs> yeah, because LeBron just got the extra ring, so KD is coming back. Like, okay, we got to catch up with them now. Like, I got to get my third and then my fourth ring, and then it starts to break down a little bit. And James Harden is coming in. And for those listeners who have never seen me, go Google me. My name is Dante Powell. D A N T E P O W E L L. Are you talking about your look speed? Up, look at a picture of me. That's what James Harden looks like right now. No, oh, no, oh, no. Okay. Oh no. So, <laughs> oh no. And and the problem is, it's not that he's out of shape; is that he's not hitting his shots. He's not. He's not scoring. Like it's okay. affecting him. Obviously. Let me let me just say that for the record, <laughs> oh, no. like I like I may have told you this. Can we get I your height and weight? <laughs> yeah, I almost picked James Harden as my offensive player of the week the other week when he came back looking like me and scored 44 points hey, in an NBA do. game. So the dude obviously hasn't lost his talent, but he like what what is he going to do if they run up against the Sixers and Man. Embiid goes off and yep. you know uh Simmons shot is on. What what are they going to do if they go up against the Celtics and these new Celtics that aren't babies anymore? Are meeting them shot for shot. You know, what are they going to do when uh, they go against Miami and Jimmy Butler Uh, bodies up James Harden and says, I'm not giving you anything. Yep. And like, and you talk about, you know, they're one thing we do know is they're not going to be the top defensive play team in the league. You know, (laughs) the defense is not going to be their strong point. But you talk about uh, having depth. And the one thing that goes, uh, untalked, or you know, we talked about it at the beginning when it happened, but it it goes so far for them winning a second championship. Is the Lakers restocked their bench? They got the sixth yeah. and seventh best player, you know, uh, you know, the best six and the best seven, Harold and Schroeder coming off the bench. That their yeah. bench, their bench is going to dominate the Nets when it gets playoffs. But what I what I really want to know is now with Houston 
somewhat out of the picture. I know they got Oladipo and John Wall, Pistosh. Uh, does this automatically put your Pelicans in the playoffs? I, I, yes, <laughs> I, I thought I thought the Pelicans were gonna like get it together and start making. I just love Stan Van Gundy. I love the Pelicans. I love Zion. I love everything about the Pelicans. I just need them to like figure it out. Like they they don't have any consistency in who they are as a team. Uh, you know, for a week they get the defense together, but the offense is struggling. Uh, the next week the offense is. Uh, struggling and the defense is struggling. The next week, Brandon Ingram is, you know, going for 51 games, 40 the next. Like, it's just the inconsistency that's killing them. So I think that with, uh, you know, I, I thought they'd be right around eight or nine anyway. But yeah. I just think that I, I think they'll be fine and they'll get in and they'll, you know, win it all. And, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> against, against your other team, the Lakers. How many teams you got? <laughs> just come on man we didn't have a basketball team in my, where i was so i picked one and now we have one and i get the i get the root for the home team yeah that's fine that's fine especially as they been picked the number one overall pick in zion williamson it's a good time to pick them up uh you know my, my mom has been a season ticket holder for the pelicans well before that so i'm not no Oh, back in those thirty dollars for a season ticket. <laughs> hey, th- that's when you—that's when you show you truly love. Them. I agree. You stick with them in their bad times. Uh, one longer the Aints from your town or from your state are the Saints, and they're looking for a third straight win against the Bucks. Um, who's your pick to to win this game? Can Saints do it? Obviously, oh, I know your pick, Saints. but easy money. Easy money. Easy. Is it? Easy. With the three point favorites, right? Yes, they. Last uh, I checked, we were. Yep, you're a three point favorite as of last night, at least. Yeah, easy cover. Easy cover. So it it won't be as bad as that most recent uh, win we got when we went to Tampa, but I like easily expect it to be like a 10 to 15 point victory. Ah, and if it goes the opposite way, is it Breeze's last game? Oh man, I don't think so. I think he's just gritty enough to try to come back for one more. I, I think so, but he's got that contract with the TV deal already waiting for him. I'm not sure that he can necessarily say which they had the number one defense this year next year is realistic for them to have the number one defense again michael thomas camara he can come back next year and really be a contender but i feel like sean payton ready to move on you know it's kind of like that brett Favre deal like uh, yeah go ahead and just step out the door let's just see what we got here uh so we'll we, see. we don't have just <laughs> waiting in the wing though so yeah no i don't know <laughs> do you have a taste hill waiting i mean wisdom winston I look. Neither one of those guys are Aaron Rodgers. We, you know, <laughs> or, Drew, or Drew Brees, or you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's get into this big O segment. Tavian Banks earlier didn't like the uh, edited version of Fr- Frenchie's opening, so he's sending Frenchie back to the lab. But I really liked your opening. Uh, so yeah, I liked it as well. Okay, let's let's see it. You got a happy fan here, Frenchie. Let's hit it. Oh, oh, the big O with Tay Powell. You know what I'm talking about. Oh. <laughs> See, I, I gave him a few pointers on that one, said, hey, pull that one segment from Office Space. He changed his voice on the voiceover. He put a lot of work into that. Just like, have you heard his D3 and 3? I did. It's a I, masterpiece. I, I, yeah, man. Way to go, picking your friend. Yeah, That's but what for, you do. For some reason, he just hates Tavian Banks and doesn't want to give him a good segment opening. <laughs> Tavian's uh-huh. going to send him back to the lab for the next seven weeks until, until he just pulls <laughs> off that opening segment of Tavian running the ball. And he's going to say, no, no. Uh, so, the, the big O, man, your offensive player of the week and or oddball of the week. Uh, what, what we got going on this week? 
Uh, well, we got we got a good one, and you know I always give you a couple honorable mentions. Yes, sir. First honorable mention: Lamelo Ball, youngest player in NBA uh-huh. history to record a triple double. My man went 22, 12, and 11 in a victory over the Hawks for the uh, Hornets. Uh, I also considered Mac Jones and Devontae Smith from Alabama. Uh, man, Mac Jones had five touchdowns in a national championship game, and Devontae Smith had three and stopped playing in the third oh quarter, which God. is nuts. Uh, but the big old this week is going to go to uh, Lamar Jackson and not for his game, uh, but because he was down 10-3 to to Tennessee with 232 left in the second quarter. And he took off on a 48-yard touchdown run to get the game tied at 10-10 right before half. Momentum right back to the Ravens. I think he may have saved his legacy with one play. Oh, it man. was so incredible. And the gut this check dude, to the Titans after that play. Man, it was incredible because at, to this point, he's won the MVP. He had the great season last year, but people are really questioning whether he has what it takes to win in the playoffs. And if you look at that... 2018 draft you got like Baker Darnold Allen Rosen and then he was drafted he's got the MVP but he doesn't have any playoff success and to that point Allen had won his play day and the Bills are looking great and then the Browns ended up winning theirs as well if he had lost that game he would have been like going into next season with a lot of questions about him so uh, the big O is Lamar Jackson for that 48-yard touchdown run. That was also just an amazing highlight play that you've only seen from, like, Mike Vick before. It reminds you of what X-Factor Baltimore Ravens have. They have a great defense. They got a great coach. Um, yeah. They got some weapons on offense. But that X-Factor, it's hard to say that any other team, I, I guess you can say Tyreek Hill, Mahomes on Kansas City, but for any other team to have that X-Factor, a quarterback who can just take off like that on you. Uh, out right. of those, real quick, out of those uh, quarterbacks you mentioned, Allen, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, who goes further this this season? Um, I think Allen goes the furthest. You but, got them being uh, Ravens? That, uh, yeah, I think it's going to end up being the Ravens. And, uh, it's, it's, well, I don't, yeah. I, I think the Bills go further than the Ravens, and it'll just be uh, a weird shootout that we watch and we go over and off. What what could they have like? What could he have done differently when you got Patrick Mahomes potentially throwing for five hundred, or uh, you know these amazing offenses that they're running into? Like, come on, man! Like, you can only do so much from the quarterback position, but I I, I think he needed to at least get a victory. Yep, I agree with that, man. It's uh, <clears throat> I I feel like the Rams might might upset the uh the packers i feel like the bills should cover that two and a half points over ravens but that x factor i i, I put money a couple days ago well, i had money on the the steelers to win it all i put it on a little bit on the bills but a, a big chunk on the ravens because i feel like all right here's an x factor with a, some good odds for us to if make I'm, a run if i'm being honest i do kind of feel like if i had to pick a super bowl winner right now i would pick the ravens um but again, I just don't know. Like that defense is so hard to read. They're either the absolute best defense or like extremely middle of the pack. If it's a middle of the pack day, Allen's going to eat them up. Yep, I agree with that, man. He is Dante Powell, comedian. You got a show coming up, Dante? Anything we can play? I do. Yeah, man. January 23rd, Teehees Comedy Club. I'm doing a comedy kickback. Me and the Black Iowa Streams crew. Make sure you come out. Tickets available right now. Tickets available. And that, what's that website where we can get tickets? 
heescomedy.com. Uh, Dante Powell, the Big O segment. Always appreciate every time. Thank you, brother. Have a good one. We're going to open up the phone lines for your phone call after this break. 515-244-1350. 515-244-1350. What do you think about this big three? Let's go deep. Your host, Tyreek. You're tuned in to Go Deep on 1350 ESPN. Uh, good show. Had Leonard Houston, former Drake University Bulldog, the third best player on that 2018 again. Uh, also, Adam Brown, the only Cleveland Browns fan in the state of California left, and also a good friend of Joey Burrow, the Cincinnati Bengals uh, football quarterback, or starting quarterback, I should say. Uh, Dante Powell just killed the big O segment as well. And uh, Tavian Banks, still not happy with the opening that Frenchie puts on his bank on it segment. Sending Frenchie back to the lab. Uh, we are opening the phone lines now, 515-244-1350, 515-1350. Give us a call. Uh, let's talk about your Bears. Let's talk about your Vikings. Let's talk about your Chiefs playing the Browns with a 10-point uh, cushion spread this weekend. Uh, Frenchie, I know he's excited for that game and thinking that his team's going to blow him out. I'm not too sure. Uh, um, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think you're looking maybe 10, 13 points at most. So you think the spread's at... I think so. I think Cleveland will find a way to hang around with the running game they've got. And Baker, you know, he can make... He can still make throws. And the Chiefs' secondary, solid, not spectacular. And if they can get a couple big plays from Jarvis Landry or even Dante Peoples-Jones, they'll have a chance to stick with this for a while. Yeah, um, I, I, it, it's tough. I, I, I want to bet on the first quarter because I think if the Chiefs come out firing, there's no recovery for the Browns. If the Browns come out and get a 10-point, 13-point lead, the Chiefs are going to fire back, but the Browns will at least stay in it throughout the game. So I'm very curious to see how that Chiefs team comes out that first quarter because that's been make or break for them this season. Um, playing from behind has been kind of a known common thing, and I feel like their fans are, are like it for some reason, which is very odd to me because it happened in the Super Bowl. You feel like you can do it all the time. Uh, but it's a dangerous place to be in the playoffs, uh, especially with a hot team like Cleveland Browns. They're, they're, they're that team that is saying in the locker room every day that no one believes in us but us. And that, that's a powerful way to motivate a team, especially a team with some weapons. I think one thing that helps Kansas City is, and this can be painfully obvious to say, Patrick Mahomes, not just because of his play on the field. I follow uh, Pete Sweeney, who's a uh, Chiefs reporter on Twitter, and um, he talked to Travis Kelsey, and Kelsey said that Mahomes for a week and a half had been studying film for any team they could play. And by the time Cleveland had beaten Pittsburgh, he already had a full notebook. Yeah. Full worth of stuff on their defense. And I actually saw his fiance, Brittany Matthews, retweet it and say, I can confirm this is true. You got to appreciate those quarterbacks who work. You know, it, nothing comes easy in it, especially a quarterback like Mahomes, who you just assume that he just shows up to the game, don't practice all week, and just slings the ball around because he has weapons. This kid. No, he's he, not James Harden. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the. This kid likes what he's doing, and he loves where he's at. He loves his coaches, and he loves the game of football, and he, he shows it. You, agreed. You know, James Harden loves the game of basketball, but he's not putting it, and he's not putting himself fully dedicated into the game of basketball, which rubs off on your team. You see all the comments coming out of Houston. Uh, Demarcus has been uh, two days ago almost uh, a good riddance type of speech before Houston, before Harden was gone. You know, how does that play out in the locker room if they didn't trade Harden like yesterday? I think it, he pushed their hand. He got what he wanted. He's the winner of that draft, that trade. Um, but Houston, you got four first-round draft picks. I don't know if first-round picks means the same in the NBA as they do in the NFL. Um, lottery pick is everything in the NBA. Uh, but with a good GM, 
a good personnel, good scouts. There's a lot of great talent in the NBA the first two rounds. Uh, so Houston has a chance to build. I think they completely wiped themselves for the playoffs this year. And I think it opens the door for the teams like the Pelicans, the Golden State Warriors, uh, these teams who might be able to hang around at the end, um, make their way into the playoffs. But again, my winner of this of this trade is the Pacers. I think the Pacers are still in the playoffs and they've got a little bit better. They're, they're not going to win the East by any means, ladies and gentlemen, but they are, they are a contender now. And the next three years looks bright for them. They have a healthy um, and no toxism in the locker room right now, which I'm not saying Oladipo was, but he was getting there. Yeah. Know? And the biggest thing is that you look at their top players. They're all under contract. Karis LeVert, you turn, um, you know, a former star player who's playing like his former self a little bit in Victor Oladipo, but who is an expiring contract and is looking for a max deal <sighs> this offseason. I don't think he's going to get it. Too many injuries. Yeah. But you turn him into kind of a younger, poor man's version of Oladipo, a guy that can defend, score, and shoot to a lesser extent of a healthy Oladipo. But now you've got a guy that is not going to look to take as many touches away from guys like uh, Miles Turner. And Demonis Sabonis is now the face of your franchise. Sabonis is a beast. And obviously the name uh, rings with our generation. Yeah. Uh, but more than that, I think you know it's, it's going to give more minutes to other players on the Pacers. But it's going to give Levert more minutes. He hasn't really had that opportunity as that star to shine. Look what last, he did in the last bubble year. last yep, year. Yep, last year when, when when there was no Kyrie or or Durant, um, he shined. And so I'm, I'm glad he got his opportunity. The big three, we'll see what happens with Kyrie. We'll see if Harden can drop some weight. Uh, but it's, it's going to, the East is going to, it's going to be, it's not going to be as easy to take the East for Brooklyn as people might think right now. And I think the team that no one's talking about but that really, I think, got a great end of the deal is Cleveland. Cleveland lands a franchise center who has on the same timeline as Darius Garland and uh, Colin Sexton. They gave up a first round pick from Milwaukee, which will probably end up being, you know, not a 30. And you end up getting a guy who need a new contract, but he's not going to command max money. Yeah, we'll look back in three years and see what this deal did for Cleveland. Um, they've done a great job kind of rebuilding this year. They've won some some tough games this year. And now they don't have to pay Andre Drummond this offseason. Agreed. And Drummond has, from those knee injuries, uh, he's not what the Pistons thought he was. not what we thought he was going to be. You know, he had he had some good good years. And I, I hate saying that because he is a, I would love to have him on our team, especially backing up uh, Embiid for us. Uh, but yes, the Caval- Cavaliers cleaned house, got some cap space, some luxury tax space. Um, so we'll see in three years. We'll assess for them. They're obviously rebuilding. They know they're rebuilding. I think the problem with Houston is they don't know they're rebuilding yet. <laughs> they think, oh, Old Depot and John Wall, we're back in it. You uh, know. I'll say this, though. Harden is They jumped to one of my, not the best teams, obviously, in my opinion, but one of my favorite teams because I love John Wall. I love DeMarcus Cousins. I really like Christian Wood, and I love Victor Oladipo. I, I like all those guys, but as a team, I don't think they're a contender in the West. Oh, no. I just think they're going to be fun to watch. I just think... I love that John Wall is back. I've loved John Wall since he was back in Kentucky. Same with DeMarcus Cousins. I loved when he signed with the Warriors. Um, I've just been a huge fan of those guys. And to see their careers decimated by injuries the way they were, to see Wall back, and just to see Boogie playing after, you know, a torn Achilles, 
a torn quad muscle and then a torn ACL in the last three years. He's been through some crap the last couple seasons, and it's just great to see him back on the floor. 515-244-1350. We'll have a few minutes for your calls. 515-244-1350. Yeah, I agree, but also I see that Houston Rockets team as a senior citizen home. You named off a lot of injuries for DeMarcus Cousins. Came off all the injuries for John Wall. Mm. Oladipo is still injured. Um, there's a heart there. There's potential there. First year coach there. And I think I'd rather have three draft picks instead of Oladipo. I, it, I, I don't think that made my team better right now because we're not winning right now. And Oladipo needs to be on a team that can win right now. I understand that the contract's expiring and he can go somewhere else at the end of this year. But why even take that on, knowing that he's probably leaving you, knowing that he's probably not going to be a part of your championship run when it happens. Uh, it, it it felt like it was, they, they waited too long to trade Harden and then they got desperate and had to take, and I, I like what they did for our first round picks. I agree. Uh, but they could have got a lot more instead of Oladipo. Yeah. I think the thing that happened was uh, when you look at Karis Levert, he's a guy that great young player. He's a I guy. I would rather Houston take Levert. I understand why they didn't though, because yes, he's a guy that, you know, can get you 20 points a game potentially. He's oh, he's a good player. He's a very good player. He's a top-tier role player, but he's not a star. We that, don't know yet, I don't think. I mean, he was, guy, he was a star in a bubble. He was 20 he's 26 years old though, and it was kind of one of those empty stats for a losing team yeah. type situations. I mean, we've seen that for so many Look at Zach Levine. The guy's averaged 25, 5 and 5 the last couple of years. His numbers have gone up every single year, Zach yeah. Levine. But he the wins no have stayed low. Uh well, the, exactly. So he's with a, a Chicago Bulls team who, you know, some think they might have potential, uh but not Zach Levine will not be part of that championship run with yeah. the Bulls. Oladipo will not be part of that championship run with Levert could have been part of a championship run with Houston in four years. Oladipo won't be there in four years. And so for me, it, it was a, a wasted spot for right now. He can't even play tomorrow. He's, he's injured. So, you know, it's I, it's like we know we're tanking. We know it's not going to be our best year. But why take on these old heads right now instead of just clearing the roster, not having any bullies in the locker room or stars in the locker room and letting this first year coach take control of the team? Because now whose team is it? It's not the coach's team. It's John Wall's or Oladipo's team. I think the biggest thing is that expiring contract, though, because now instead of paying $15 million to Karis LeVert, that's maybe a spot you can take on a $15, $20 million bad contract and get draft capital back with it. The New York Knicks should have been doing for the last four seasons when no no stars were literally coming to New York. There, yeah. there was not a good coach in place. No cap space. Yeah. No, they had plenty of cap space. They just didn't have any talent. Well, the uh, went balls to the wall, excuse my French, but when they signed Lame- or uh, Carmelo... And it kind of put him in a, a bad place for a couple of years. But again, you easy. The Knicks had four years to trust the process, build the process. The Sixers threw away a lot of good. There's so many that was supposed to be part of the process when we we're trusting the process. And it still took us seven years to get here. Uh, so it, it, it it's a lot harder than it looks. It's a lot harder than it sounds. Rockets might have four years, but it's, yeah, I don't, I don't see it happening in that West. I don't think LeBron will be around in four years, but. Um, and I don't think Clay and Curry will still be together in four years, but I don't think the Rockets are going to be in that conversation. Uh, 515-244-1350. Got a few minutes left. Uh, next week on Go Deep, we have NFL player Brian Brayman. I believe he is a free agent now, most recently with the Houston Texans. He'll be joining us to talk a little NFL and on landing. Um, and we'll start getting ready for Super Bowl, man. A couple weeks away. Is that right? Yeah, and it'll uh, be interesting to see after this week 
of uh, what we've got come uh, Sunday. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I want to bet on the underdogs. I took a lot of under bets. Um, I think the Bills are going to do it, but I'm not too sure. I mean, there's some good matchups. Obviously, Kansas City looks like they're going to win. Love the Saints Buccaneers matchup. I, I don't think you could have got better than that, unless you had it next week. Uh, but we will pull this out, and I think it's going to be more of the Bucks defense and Brady doing what he has to do at the end in a close game. Um, you know, it's I, I think are real, and I think Lamar Jackson is mad, and I don't think he's going to be able to be stopped this upcoming weekend. But again, they're underdogs. So, and the Bills deserve to be, you know, and I, I feel bad not putting respect on the Bills' name because they they are a Super Bowl team right now. It's just really funny to me. On one side of the bracket, you've got Baker Mayfield is the oldest quarterback at 25 years old. Yeah. On the other side, you've got three geriatrics and Rodgers, Brady, and Bray, Braze and Brady playing. Uh, but I would take any of those. Maybe, and I hate to disrespect Breeze, but if it was coming into next year, I would take Brady. I would take Rodgers over baker having given baker his respect yet uh which you know he hasn't earned it he uh he, he he hasn't because defense earned it for him last week uh but he he's there he's keeping it together so we'll, we'll talk more about it we'll see how this weekend goes this is go deep 